guys, it is Hot Take Without the Hot Take here, and we are back for another Monday episode of Junior Senior Two Views. As always, I am here with Senior. Hola. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's, it's not Cinco de Mayo yet, but not okay. Yet, no. um, All-Star Games. I, I, I suppose that's the thing I want to start with, because I suppose it's been on my mind going, what's the relevance behind it? Is anybody watching it? The Pro Bowl definitely is... It kind of looked like the people watching it. Pro, the Pro Bowl but, this year looked like a game of backyard football. Well, that's what it was. But it was a game of football pay, played at a faster pace because you wouldn't want guys like me out there playing. <laughs> it just looked like... It looked like, you know, no one wanted to touch each other. No one really wanted to, you know... It just seemed that kind of... Eh. But I get it because it's a financial thing. You know, the guys who are selected, they're getting paid... To suit up and play, you know, it's a little money in their extra money in their pocket. Yeah, it's in Vegas, you know, where the NHL All Star Game was as well. So I mean, it's all about money. But I, I guess I'm just, I'm just kind of wondering, is it relevant anymore? Well, no one cares. Want it? Well, well it's care about it. The Pro Bowl was voted by, by the fans. No one cares about the Pro Bowl. Um, really, unless it, it's just bit like seeing who gets in. And no I mean, it's really kind of lost that. Feeling around rivalry, you yeah. know the AFC won, but it was pinball. So yeah. I, you know, I mean, you know, back in the day, I guess there was a little more edge to it going. Well, because you know. because the the um how the NFL started, obviously there was a merger, right? So and but that's worn off over what a century. But I'd say it's worn off across. I don't know about basketball. I think basketball still has some because the fans are involved in that one. I think there's some excitement still there because you have. You know the different, you know the different competitions, the futures game, the rookie game. Yeah. So they kind of showcase everyone. So I guess basketball still hasn't hasn't quite lost its luster. But I guess well because they saved it with the they saved it in 2018 because 2017. Remember the NBA All Star Game was at rock bottom. Remember yeah. when Steph Curry laid down to let Giannis walk yeah, right yeah, through? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was rock bottom. Yeah. When they put. LeBron and Steph Curry to choose the teams. That's when they revived the All Star Game. Yeah, I suppose. I just, I just get the feeling that, you know, the All Star Games in general have lost their, their kind of funk. All right, Bengals Rams Super Bowl Fifty Six preview. Here, it's coming now. The Rams will win if. So I want you to go with the Rams and mm-hmm. tell me some things that you think the Rams would be needing to do in order to win the game. If these things happen, they win. Now, they with the Bengals' offense, you can't disregard their offense despite their offensive line. So what you need to do, especially on the front line, is to take care of... Um, their, one of their better offensive linemen is Jonah Williams, and he hasn't been that great this year. Mm-hmm. So if you can... Get past him with the weapons you have on display. You got uh, Aaron Donald. You got Von Miller. You got Leonard Floyd. You've got more than enough to get past that off. Get past that offensive line. So they have the ability to get the Burrow. Now, what's in their secondary doesn't get any easier for the Bengals. You got to deal with Jalen Ramsey, who's probably going to be on Jamar Chase. But they they'll probably stick someone else on Chase. So they'll probably end up doubling Chase. But what I think they'll do is they'll probably end up moving their linebackers a little bit back to cover guys, cover guys like Higgins and to and Ozma if he's playing, CJ Ozma if he's playing. So I feel like 
if the if the Rams scheme well on the on the defensive side of the ball, they'll win this game easily. Okay. So I guess I'm talking about what the Bengals need to do to win. So this is what the Bengals need to do to win. Okay. Mm-hmm. What they did in the championship game against KC was very clever because they they made KC sort of commit at times with the blitz, but KC didn't rush enough. But then they fooled them with screen passes. So that's what they have to be. That's what I think is going to give Cincinnati an edge is if they see the blitz coming, fire off down the line, protect Joe Burrow. They have to protect Joe Burrow. No, they have to. But do they have the ability? That's well, the question. That's the, well, we have to. We'll find out. The other thing on offense for them is they for defense in the defensive side. Sorry, is they have to stop the Rams' run. So if they can limit the the run under a hundred yards. Or even you know fifty between fifty and sixty yards, I think they have a chance because the Rams are going to run. They're going to yeah. push it. They're going to keep running in their face before they start play actioning. Yeah, but the Bengals have a good defense, so if if they can bring Hendrickson and Reader inside to deal with that to deal with that run blocking, then they could have a chance to stop Acres in the middle. Could be. They also have to get pressure on Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Matthew Stafford's not going to be able to run away like Joe Burrow. Yeah. So if they can get pressure on Matthew Stafford. He has more time, though, in that pocket. I know, but I'm saying they have to disrupt him. So I think that's the only other way they'll win. Uh, we'll, pre- see, uh, we'll see. Let's them. see. Let's we'll hear. talk about that on Friday. All right, what's your prediction? Not till Friday. I'm not telling not, you. Not till Friday. No, okay. All right, the commissioner's memo regarding hiring practices. Now, with all the stuff around the Super Bowl comes even oh, more we got to address the elephant in the room. Because yeah. that's, that's not going... Anywhere. Yep. Remember last time we talked about Brian Flores has filed the lawsuit, class action, and so you know the memos come out saying you know we're you know we we. I don't I don't I don't listen to what anything Goodell says anymore regarding regarding um race or anything to do with that in the league because his actions in the past couple past couple years, especially regarding Kaepernick, have really just soured me on. What he really cares, and I saw him go on Emmanuel Acho's channel recently yeah. to talk about that. And he said the first line he said, "We as a league value value openness and dialogue." I stopped right there because so, I stopped right there. Right. So interesting enough, Lewis Rick spoke at the Pro Bowl about this in regards to the commissioner. Look, I think you know, having spoken to the commissioner about these issues in particular, when it comes to head coach hiring and front office hiring. I can tell you this, him, guys in the league office like Troy Vincent, Randy, they are doing everything they possibly can to push minority candidates to the 32 clubs and say, look, these are the people that we recommend. These are the people we feel as though when they compete with others on an objectively driven level playing field, they are deserving of high-ranking front office positions and head coach positions. Lewis, doing what? It's up. Doing what? But I'm, I'm, what, as far as what, what is the league office doing? Yeah. I mean, they are, they are putting these names out there. They are giving, they're putting their stamp of approval. Well, oh, stop that. But that's what the league's doing. But I'm not going to play the are, whole thing what because team, what are teams doing? Well, what are owners doing? Yeah. And that's the argument here. And that's the argument that's been the whole time. Is the, it's up to the owners. The league executives can only do so much, right. In this situation, absolutely. And really, and do they really care to do? Care to go to the greatest extent? No, they just want to make the government green, so they'll do what's necessary. But other than that, other than that, it's up to the owners. The owners are the ones who make the decisions, and at the end of the day, the owners are the ones who are going to sit with this. So it, you know, it, it, it is frustrating 
that the owners are somehow part of this kind of collegiate sort of brotherhood that are saying, no, we can't have that because we want this guy, or we can't have that because we want this guy. So it's something that, you know, it's interesting. Well, it's been that way for years. The we own, know that. The NFL owners is a boys club and a very rich boys club at that. Yeah. So it, if you look at the, like, especially with Kaepernick, we know he was blackballed by the league's owners. We oh, know this. It. He voided his own contract yeah. and he was blackballed. That's it. So if you look at the league's owners, it's a hierarchy. And it's it's never going to change that way. So it's up to them if they want to make change or if they just want to push ahead with the status quo to, again, make that government green. Okay, next one. Now, speaking of which, the Jaguars, now I tell you about which team is going to blink first. So the Jaguars were one of the, the five teams that were left, yeah? So the Jaguars have blinked and said, Doug Peterson... <laughs> Doug Peterson is now the coach of the Doug Jaguars. freaking Peterson. He of pseudo-analytical guru going for, random, going for two randomly with two minutes left in the second quarter. He of pulling... Jalen Hurts for Nate Sudfeld. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jacksonville, you're you never change. Well, you're just a clown show. Look at it this way: anything's better than where they come from. All right. Now, reportedly Brian Leftwich pulls the name out because of Trent Baalke. He won a Super Bowl, so I can't begrudge Doug Peterson the opportunity. So, but I, I have I have an inkling that that Super Bowl. Wasn't because of him. Well, it was because of the. It was because of the talent that they had. Well, no kidding. That's what. Duh. Let's look at the two teams that are here now, particularly the Rams. They should be in the Super Bowl because they got the talent. What are you talking about? Which coaches? Well, what he showed in the past, 2018. Do you really think they were a Super Bowl contender the year when they were defending champions? They looked like the Eagles of old. Uh They looked like the Exercise in Agony that they 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 were before 2019. They looked mediocre as all hell and just stumbled into the playoffs. And then the very next year, the same thing happened. The same thing happened. Stumbled into the play. Into the no, they didn't even make the playoffs that year, and he just he ruined that locker room, especially when again he pulled Jalen Hurts for Nate Damn Sudfeld. So this dude doesn't deserve a head coaching job in the NFL. Super Bowl, he has. He's a dunce. He's deserved the opportunity to do it, and he's an ex-quarterback. So they looked at that and going tick tick. That's a, a help for Trevor Lawrence. I don't know. Shad Khan has had one winning season, okay? Yeah. That was the year they got to the championship. Does round. he really care about a winning season, though? Who knows? It's but right now, it's Shad Khan. Well, right now, the the, ja- the Jaguars to him are his side piece. He owns Fulham in the championship in in English football, yeah. and he owns AEW. Right. Jacksonville is just a side his side his side project. Okay. He doesn't right. care about Jacksonville. Okay. So, congratulations, Doug Peters. <laughs> Next one, the Dolphins have now stepped in. Yep. And they've hired Mike McDaniel. You know what? Who, by all accounts, has said he's of mixed race. So, if you're going to, say, put that into the mix... You know what? Then the I'm, Dolphins can say, well, you know... I'm not a massive... I'm not, like... I don't know what to feel about this hire. I mean, he ran a really good offense in, in San Fran. He ran a very good offense... But looks like he's 12. I'm not sure if it was because of the pieces that he had, because of Debo Samuel, or 
and the running well, game and the off- and the offensive line well, that he I mean, had? This is or the- was it because of um, he designed the plays though? But was it because of the talent that they had? But that's so, always the case. You see these guys; these are the guys that get the jobs. The young. There's always find somebody, right? There's always that young guy. Well, ever since now, this guy looks like he's only shaved once. This young guy is always this young wonderkind offense coordinator, and that's the flavor. That's every. That's, that's the flavor. Everybody been, wants this young, you know, wonderkind. Wants well, to be young. It's this been it's is. been that way since McVay came okay, on the scene. Okay, so season. you know and. They got something for it because I think there was a lot of those a few things that San Francisco gets now because, you know, of the of the actual hire. I, I don't know. I, I I I'm not like I'm sort of mixed on the hire for the Dolphins, but like if it brings, uh, it's to me this is a wait and see uh, with how it um it pans out for them. But if it does give them, and they're looking for an offensive identity, right and. If he can provide that um, and give them a bet, because that that's their biggest problem. So if yeah. he can give them an offensive identity, then it's not. Then the hire will look better to me. I know. I think it's going to be a testing time because Brian Flores had command of that team. Mm-hmm. They yeah. won eight out of nine games for. Yeah, them. he had them locked in. So it's going to be like starting all over again. So I don't. I don't know what that means. All, all right. right. Karis Levert is now a Cav. Karis Levert's now a Cav. Let's see where we're at. Yeah, you're right. Karis Levert is now a Cav. Yeah. Hang on. Before then, we missed out on Lovey. Yep. Lovey. So Smith. reported. It's not yet done. Not yet. The Texans have reportedly shown interest in Lovey Smith. Well, Lovey's no 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 slouch. Yep. He's, he's no stranger to be a head coach. Yep. Former head coach of the Bears and the Buccaneers. And he was and he was a defensive coordinator for the Greatest Show on Turf. Yes. That's what got him the Bears job. Right. So, I mean, you know, right now you have two teams left. Now the te- and the Texans have also been rumored to be gunning for Brian Flores. Well, I mean, I don't think anybody's touching Brian Flores. Yeah. I don't think the and last esp- two especially, teams, especially not Cal McNair. Especially, the last two teams right now standing are the Texans and the Saints. Especially not Cal McNair. I don't Ka- see that. I, I don't think Cal no. McNair wants anything to do with that. Especially so, not with the Deshaun Watson thing. Right. So there's too much on their plate. The Texans aren't going to be fishing for Brian Flores. If Lovey Smith gets off, fine. It almost feels like right now one of these two teams left is going to make a move and hire an African-American coach. I don't know. I don't know. So I mean, it comes down to either what's either I, next. I, either I I more see the Saints. I think the Saints are probably going to promote from within because yeah, they, Dennis Allen. I, I'm not really. From. I'm not really. Dennis Allen, who coaches the yeah, Raiders, was I don't horrible. see. I don't see them moving on from from Sean Payton and getting a brand new guy to learn their system. I think they're going to promote from within. So the Texans will, in my opinion, will most likely hire Lovey Smith because what happened with, uh, obviously, the Bill O'Brien thing in 2020 when they fired him and brought in Romeo Cornell, they had, they, he had the team much more relaxed. And I think they want someone who's experienced and can handle the locker room. I think Lovey Smith can provide that for this team. I guess, but my whole thing is, and leave it here, is that you had David Culley. And David Culley could have been your coach going forward. Yeah, but he, a horrible well, team. Well, he, he was a patsy, I know, and we knew that. He was a patsy, and we knew that. Okay. Car- so now, yep. Harris Levert. This is probably the first big trade of the deadline. Cleveland's going all in. And I very much like this trade 
for not just Cleveland, but both parties here. Now, let's talk about Indiana first. So, Indiana have struggled. They're moving. They, they're yeah, moving they have struggled this they're year moving. of all intents and purposes. Yeah. Last, it, last year, they fired Nick McMillan in the middle of the season, which I said from the beginning was a bad move. Mm-hmm. They hired Nate Bjorkren, who was the wrong coach for the wrong team at the wrong time. And they flamed out against the Wizards in the play-in round. Mm-hmm. And I said, w- where do you go with this team? Mm-hmm. You've got good pieces. You've got solid players. But no one wants to come to Indiana. No, no. star player is going to come to no, Indiana. So are you going to blow it up or not? They're blowing N- it up. Now, since they've struggled Trade this year. Trade deadline's Thursday, by the way. It, now they've struggled this year. Yeah. It. The, this is the first domino to fall. And... They got a really good haul for Karis LeVert. A much better haul than I thought they were going to get. He's a good player. They got, he's a guy that can go and get you a bucket. Yeah, he, and we'll cool. talk about the Cavs for a bit, in a cool. bit. But he goes to the Cavs with a second, 2022 second-round pick via Miami, via Miami for Ricky Rubio, a lottery-protected first-round pick, and two second-round picks. That's not a bad haul for Karis LeVert. You got a really... Good bad of draft picks there that you can use. That draft pick, the first round pick from the Cavs, it's lottery protected. Yeah. So, and we'll talk about the Cavs now. In terms of Karis LeVert, he's a scorer. He's yeah. go, he's a guy that can go and get you a bucket, yeah. and his game translates really well to the playoffs, mm-hmm. and that's what they're shooting for. They're looking at the playoffs. Well, they're their, right now in first. Yeah, practically in first. Almost. Well, they're first. they're right. Almost. Yeah. They're they're fourth seed, yeah. so they're going to come up against any fifth seed because below the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference is a bunch of teams that are almost there, yeah. but can compete. But do they have? An, but they they don't have enough to keep up with uh, the top three teams, which yeah. are the Nets, Bucks, and Bucks and Bulls right now. So I think it's going to really be a dogfight in that lower bit mm-hmm. bit, especially going down from. Uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So this is—I mean, I mean, going back to the move, it seems like Cleveland's like, yeah, we're interested now. We're going to yeah, start making moves now. We're going to mix up. We're going to have a mix. And I don't, young and young guys, some veterans. And I don't blame—I don't blame them for giving up draft picks because they don't really need it, considering the amount of young talent they have. And if they do bring back um Karis LeVert, this signals to me that they might be moving on from Sexton and signaling Darius Garland as the main guy for this team. And I don't blame them for doing that. All right, moving on. All right. Nets not trading Harden. Harden, that, that's what Steve Nash said. So Steve Nash has his finger on the pulse. Is he is he the GM as well? well? I don't know, but he said he, he has said it openly. Uh, it's him. Uh, Sean Marks. Last time I checked, Sean Marks was the GM. But he's saying that James Harden's not going anywhere. And it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, at this why point, would you do why that? would you do that now? And that, again... There's, there There's is, only one place that yeah. James Harden would be technically going. Where else is he going? There are rumors that he's unhappy with Kyrie um, and him not being able to play home games, which is obviously a massive problem for this team. And they're slipping right now. They're eight, they're eight. Uh, they're one and seven in their past. Oh, eight. no, Durant. That doesn't help. Yeah, no, Durant doesn't help either. No, you need so, Durant. So I mean, it's. I don't see it happening. I don't. I don't think the Nets are going to be any kind of players in any kind of trade for anything. I think they keep everything. I, as I honestly think though, if they make a trade, it's probably going to be the to bolster the front court because that front court is weak. Now you're looking at guys like Claxton, who is a solid like center off the, off the bench, but yeah. then you're you're 
dabbling with playing Blake at center, which I'm not that big a fan of. He was okay in limited minutes at center in the playoffs last year, but I'm just not really a big fan of that. No, I don't think the Nets are going to make any moves. No. Russell Westbrook once again gets benched, this time in overtime. This was against the Knicks. the Knicks. Well, there there was at one point people were chanting, don't take a shot. And I think it was late in the game, Russell was going to take a shot. Took a shot and once again hit the top of the backboard. Flanked it. This, I mean, again, another team that at this point I doubt will be and, able to make any and, moves because nobody wants anything. And Frank team. and Frank Vogel said straight up in the press conference. Hopefully, this motivates him to play better. He and I, honestly, if I'm Frank Vogel, I'm just throwing my hands up and saying, "What can I do? Well, what can I do?" What's well, the thing he can do? It's 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 the it's Russell Westbrook's not a consistent shooter. I mean, everybody should know that. Everybody his fall, and I think what's getting him into trouble, especially this year, is his form. Well, his form's his form, been hurting. His form. He shoots at the top of his at, at the top of his arc. Uh-huh. When he jumps up, he shoots at the top of okay. it. And that's, that's what's okay. getting him into, into trouble, you in my go opinion. To find him and show him. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Thank I you mean, for that. Well, I mean, well, I got him on speed dial. No, right. no, I don't. But I mean, again, I mean. This, it's, look, the Lakers want to be a player, but who are they going to get? Who are they going to give up to get? They, don't, get they any, don't have any they don't assets. Have any, they have they, they, they gave up their assets already. They have no assets. No. None. They gave up their assets. No one. No one wants what they have. No one wants what they have. It's, so, like, it's like buyer beware, so forget it. Yep. Moving on. NHL All-Star game. Well, the Metropolitans won. The Metropolitan Division won. Yeah. Flawed. What's his name again? Uh, Flawed. Claude Julien. Not Claude Julien. Oh, no, the Claude... The winger. Claude, Claude Giroux. Claude Giroux. There you Claude go. Claude Giroux. From the Flyers. There's only a couple a little, of... A, a, a lighter spot for the Flyers. The Flyers can say, hey, we got yeah, the MVP of the game. Yeah, he's... And anything else now? Yeah, the Flyers suck. And, <laughs> and that's... Wait, we got Claude Giroux. Come on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, it's another... Another All Star game where it's like eh. there were some weird pieces in in there. I mean, because they have again. This is the thing. They have the other things. They have the skills and this and that beforehand. Yeah, but there are some weird players in the All Star All Star weekend this year. Like Tom Wilson, we uh, like f- fans across the NHL, except for Caps fans, hate Tom Wilson. So like, and then you had Na- Nazem Kadri gets his first All Star appearance at I think age twenty eight. Who, who, and he's been good for Colorado this year. So I think he, and McKinnon well, was, was probably about bringing these guys and, up who haven't and Nathan had that much and, and, Nathan, time. and Nathan McKinnon was pushing for him to get an All Star appearance because of how good he's played right. in Colorado this year, and he does deserve it in my opinion. But I think that I think the, the NHL's All Star game is it's not good, it's not great, it's 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 not like Pro Bowl bad, it's not. It's not like NBA level. Okay, I can actually watch this and be entertained. It's sort of just in it the middle. Just, it's like it's in the middle. All star game. It's if you love the game, you get people watching it. It's in if the people love hockey. They want to watch it. Otherwise, it's not me because I don't want to watch it. To so, me, therefore, to, I have no I, I have no investment or skin in the game to watch it. To me, it's in the middle. It's not like a great a great all star game, but it's not terrible. All right. Happy birthday, Rob Monroy. If you're listening, Rob the Boy Monroy, you know, very special day indeed. Uh, I've known, I have known this man for 
what, almost 40 years. So that just gives you an idea a little of how bit, old he is. A little bit of context for new uh, new listeners. Yes. He is a resident Jets fan that we get to poke mm, and prod sometimes. Yeah. And a Lakers he, fan. He, yep. And but he was never, he was, wasn't always a Lakers fan. He's, com- he's come on the podcast multiple times now. Yeah, and about uh, two, three times. Maybe and three multiple. Times. But uh, that, is mul- that is multiple. Okay. Okay. But we'll, I'm sure we'll be seeing more of him. As, hearing, more as of him. Yeah. hearing more of him as the time as time goes on, uh-huh. and I guess that is it for our Monday episode. So uh, a little bit of a short one today. That's all right. It's about we're about five minutes shy. Yeah, okay. but Friday is the time. Friday is the time. So we will have a lot to talk about. Not it's only will have will I have we'll have our Super Bowl predictions ready to go. Mm-hmm. We will have the NBA trade deadline. All of the big trades happening. And we will we will have a lot to go off of, and yeah, prepare for a, a long one on Friday. See you then. Bye.